Welcome to Untaming Leadership. I'm Ikina Jirazi. And I'm Sam Allen, and we are both leadership coaches and trainers with a passion for transformation. Our mission is to grow conscious and inspiring leaders and to dive deep into the very heart of leadership. Tune in for your bi-weekly fix of wisdom and inspiration from diverse experts in the field. Team ready? Welcome to this episode, which is all about beating the winter blues. Yes, it's very timely because now we're approaching winter. And since we both lived, or at least for me, I've lived in Denmark for 17 years. Uh, so we know something about that, I feel. How do you beat the winter blues, right, Sam? We definitely do. Yeah. I mean, I'm living in Switzerland, you know, and um, yeah, the days already are getting darker. You know, the evenings are drawing in and there's that sense that winter's on its way and you can kind of feel it coming. And um, life is obviously feeling busy also at this time of year. So I don't know about you, McGenna, but what I notice is that kind of push and pull between the body wanting to kind of begin to hibernate and slow down and not do very much and the outer world saying hey you've got this deadline you've got to do this you've got to go to this concert you know there's a lot of things that's um happening around that's demanding our presence and our action whilst our bodies are in this kind of go slower mode mm, exactly and what i love about winter actually is exactly that it's the hibernation part and the coziness that you can create at home around being with family, being with friends, uh, cozying in, that's that's probably a Danish expression. Do you know this concept of hygge that's actually very Danish? And it cannot be just translated in one word uh, in other languages. It's very much a concept of creating this atmosphere around you that is really lovely relaxing inviting and how you create it it's very much about you know lighting candles having a cup of tea it's anything that can make you actually connect to yourself and the people around you it's a lot about presence and i love that about the danish culture i love it too i really do we have a similar thing here and yeah what it makes me think of is my own rituals at home to create that feeling of coziness the snugness and yeah, like you, I like to light the candles and um, I have my very favourite star blanket, which my cats also love. So of an evening, I tend to actually wind down quite early and, you know, watch a bit of TV or so. And I have my blanket, my star blanket covering me with my little candles there. And um, recently also I've been taking a hot water bottle. And I find it so soothing to have this underneath the blanket on my body, you know, and it just it makes me feel kind of safe and warm and protected. And yeah, I, I really also love this this um, very special mood at this time of year. Exactly. And I think that has really helped me to shift the mindset when it comes to winter. Yeah, because I adore this moment of, of really it's for me, it's connection. Know this all this concept of fugue it's connection and presence 
of yeah. really enjoying what's what's there and being very grateful into what is right than rather than what isn't and at the same time the winters in Denmark are really really long so in the sense that it's more or less like nine months of winter so and when it becomes a little bit unbearable it's around like March April when you think that oh now it's spring now the sun is going to come out <laughs> And that's when, when it becomes like, okay, now I cannot, you know, that resilience, <laughs> that muscle, it's just like, ah, I cannot push it anymore. So now I need something. Yeah. So um, I don't know, how is it in uh, in Switzerland? Is it oh. same, nine months? We have fairly long winters. We're lucky in that we don't tend to have a lot of wind. So it tends to be quite crisp and sometimes bright and sunny, even though very cold. Um, however, nevertheless, um, I remember when I first moved to Switzerland and I first experienced winters here, um, the seasonal affective disorder, you know, they call it SAD for short, which I used to experience in the UK, became even more pronounced. Um, I don't know whether it was the mornings felt darker or um, I don't know, but I, I was really suffering actually in the winter from these symptoms of sluggishness, um, feeling very mentally tired feeling a bit anxious in the winter months and um, yeah, almost feeling like I couldn't perform at my best in whatever I was doing because of that thing that my body felt like it was in the hibernation. And then when I had to go and do stuff, it felt like an effort and I felt, yeah, like it was taking more from me. And so what I used to do back in the day when I was a teacher was just make sure that in the winter, as soon as there would be a holiday, we would book a flight somewhere which was lighter and brighter and I'd get, you know, the vitamin D and the sunshine that way. But these days, actually, whilst, you know, we, we still go away to have nice breaks and stuff. What I find to be very useful is these um, light boxes that you can get, you know. Um, and so in the mornings already from late September, I start my day before I go on my morning run and all the rest of it. I think, you know, my rituals by now. But by switching on the light box and having my breakfast with this light kind of shining. Um, and I also have a natural alarm clock that has that simulates a dawn with its light. And all of that stuff helps to regulate the circadian rhythm around sleep. And so, um, yeah, I feel like I, I regulate myself better. But it's a work in progress, you know. Mm. I love that. I remember a lot of my friends had that lamp. Yeah. So, so they were using it a lot in Denmark. What I did that I really, it really helped uh, for the winter blues in yeah. Denmark. I was doing a lot of winter bathing. Mm. And, you know, like now it has become very popular in the rest of the world. Also all these cold baths. And I think what they really, really do is this, you know, the shock that you give to your body. Yeah. It really helps first with the immune system. And then it helps very much with, uh, with the mood because it produces a lot of the happy hormones that are crucial, you know, for, for our um, happiness and not to go into that winter blues. So, yeah. so that has really, really helped me that uh, and doing that and uh, saunas during the winter. And of course, what I'm amazed at the uh, Danish society and everyone who lives in Scandinavia, it's um, it seems this discipline of working out because I think movement 
really helps, uh, especially like throughout all the year, but especially in winter. So that I, I really got out uh, from, from Denmark, like sports and movement. Uh, so that helps a lot with, uh, with mental health. Definitely. I echo everything you've just said. Um, starting with the bathing part, I was in Zurich a couple of days ago and I saw people that were bathing in the river then. And I was like, wow, that's hardcore. And then I was thinking, well, actually, you know, I probably would do that. Um, and I go to the spa here um, near to my home and, you know, there's a fire bath and there's this ice bath too. And I do find sometimes I get into the fire bath, there's really lovely hot water. And I'm like, gosh, why would I want to get cold now? But when I do it, even though it's a bit like, oh, you know, it's a shock at first to the body, the feeling like you were describing afterwards when the endorphins kick in is just really amazing. And it wakes you up, doesn't it? It really sort of gives you that invigoration that you need at this time of year. So, I, yeah, I can I can really relate to that. And of course, with regards to sports, yeah, I mean, just thinking this week, like either Monday or Tuesday, it was like cold and wet and it was my time to jog, you know, 6.30 in the morning. And I'm like, do I really want to do this? And it was dark. And I tell you what, I made myself go out and I felt like a different person when I came back. So all of these things that we're speaking to are energy shifters, aren't they? And they're so important this time of year. Now that I'm at this moment, I'm in Lisbon and I'm trying to do the same thing when it comes to, to winter bathing, which here, I mean, to be fair, it's not winter as in Scandinavia. Like I see the sun almost every day. Uh, so, so which is, which is very lovely. And I've done uh, winter bathing or bathing in the ocean, which is really amazing, which is really, really good. Yeah. Yeah. I can imagine that, Magena. Yes. What I love about, I mean, I'm referring very lo a lot to Denmark because that's where I've experienced the winter blues and that's where I've really like had a shock when it comes to winter, you know, because being brought up in Albania, it's like winter is, is short and concentrated. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then you go into the other season. Now it has, it has changed. I think there are only like two seasons left. Um, and mostly the nine nine months is summer, so it's the reverse. So imagine my shock when uh, when I moved to Denmark. And there is something really interesting that the Danish say is there is no bad weather. There is only bad clothing, <laughs> which that's what I learned in Denmark actually, because uh, I was used to dressing up lightly, and and I froze myself. To <laughs> So, so I learned layers that it might be a stupid <laughs> comment to make. And at the same time, I didn't know it. So I really learned layers, how to dress up in layers, uh, which, which saved and made the experience better. And at the same time, living there, coming inside, it's completely warm. I mean, now I so appreciate that. You know the isolation, the building isolation, the architecture in Denmark, because having lived in Albania, in uh, Portugal, in other countries, uh, and having traveled a lot, I really appreciate that perfectness or that caring about making this place warm. And yeah, it's it's just lovely. It makes the like in a way I would rather spend winters in Denmark than anywhere else because. 
because of that warmth inside because in other countries it's like it's colder inside than outside <laughs> and I really don't like cold I you know it's like this feeling yeah. of having the the shoulders always up and yeah. there's tenseness like in the neck and the shoulders which which is not yeah not very nice it's like the whole body aches yeah I feel you and I'm lucky also because it's pretty much the same here in Switzerland in fact yesterday I went to a restaurant with a friend and um, outside it was raining and a bit chilly and so I had a couple of layers on I even had my hat and obviously the umbrella and then we got into the restaurant and a little fire was burning and they had the heating on too and honestly halfway through the meal I had to take off about three layers because it was so toasty (laughs) So I do feel, you know, we are quite spoiled with that in these countries. And it is, yeah, there's a certain kind of, um, yeah, coziness, warmth, um, almost like a feeling of safety and being looked after that, you know, whatever elements are raging outside, you can take refuge inside and find a place where you're going to feel nice and, and comfortable. So, yeah, I can really relate to that. Yeah. And I love those days of winter with this beautiful sun like I've only experienced it in Denmark I don't know any anywhere else you can see I have some nostalgia about I can I can actually feel that yeah I can and when you're speaking I see you kind of looking back you know and being in in that different place somehow yeah but there is this because you know like the days are super short right and you only have like sunlight which you know in those days which are really really good good weather you have you have sunlight from 8.39 in the morning and then the until 3.34, yeah. which is very short. But when you have those really beautiful days, it's like, it's imperative to go out. You know, you yeah. become stressed or I used to become super stressed if I had to work or if I had to do something because you really needed to catch those rays of sunlight. Yeah. So, so I would change around things in order for me to, to get out. Um, and if I didn't yeah it's like there is a lot this feeling or for me at least it was this feeling of I'm missing out and it's now or kind of never yeah so so it was um, yeah it was really urgent I remember this feeling of urgency to get out which is funny to look back now I, I really get that I feel like that a lot of the time you know especially when the days get shorter I know for my own well-being for my own physical and mental well-being that I need to harness the sunshine of the light of the day and days when I get stuck on zoom too much or I'm not disciplined with that which aren't very many I have to say because I know how important it is to me but I suffer and it really has an impact on me so Mm -hmm. I think that you know talking about beating the winter blues which is obviously the topic of this whole podcast episode I do think there's an element of self-discipline in it you know actually working out well, what do I really need in order to feel at my best this time of year? And then once I've worked out what I need, how am I going to meet that need? And how am I going to honor that on a daily basis so that I keep my energies and my spirits up for Mm. myself first and foremost, and also in order to be able to give in my relationships? Yeah, yeah, you're really, really good at that, actually, to to be that disciplined. Um, I have a question. Do you actually take any vitamins different in winter than summer? Yeah, thanks for that question, because it's triggered a reminder because I've started now um, to take the vitamin D supplement. We get given um, 
if we wish to like a little bottle with it's in an alcohol solution or so with drops you know and then um so we take those on a, a monthly basis my partner and I I think that's really important when there's not as much light um and magnesium as well I take regularly I seem to find my body wants and needs that more um this time of year so yeah uh I have more awareness around needing to take more yeah consciously these vitamins for my body and also I'm aware right now as you asked me that that I'm still getting into that pattern I'm not as I'm not as disciplined as I want to be with that because I now know this is the time that I need to take these things some of them daily you know what about yourself I used to especially in Denmark a lot of vitamin D because especially having grown up in Albania it's like sun has never been an issue so uh, I was lacking that a lot in Denmark so I so the doctor actually really suggested that I take regularly vitamin D even through summer and winter so I used to do that quite a lot and magnesium and zinc and iron so um so the multivitamin usually yeah so it really really helped yeah Um, and there is an awareness that's where I actually got to to really be very health conscious actually Mm -hmm. because because there is so much awareness around health and um, mental health and physical health and spiritual health it's very inspiring in a way for myself to to be uh, in that kind of culture and I learned a lot from that I can well imagine and then speaking about the spiritual health side of things I mean I'd be curious to know um, what you do to look after spiritual health at this time of year not necessarily something different that I would do from summer in the sense of because for me spiritual is also something well very important and then secondly it's something that really fulfills me so anything that would fulfill me my creative side my uh, my presence with self my connection with self my connection with other that I really uh, encourage and at the same time there are hobbies that I do differently from summer to winter (laughs) So, so which I've noticed actually so anything having to do because I love to do things with my hands right yeah anything that has to do with crocheting knitting macrame (laughs) by the way listeners McGenna's hands are like moving as she says this (laughs) of course (laughs) So, so that is my winter hobby very much because it's something you know inside in my own time it's like meditating uh so so I do that quite a lot and in summer is more out you know like dancing partying well partying mostly you know like dancing and doing more physical but in winter as well I tend to I tend to also go for a run or yeah the winter bathing that we're talking about Mm -hmm. uh but so spiritually that really fulfills me yeah Uh, so besides the meditating which is the usual you know something else that I have been recently doing shock horror is venturing into the kitchen again and I know this is going to be quite a surprise that's a good surprise (laughs) hello hello tell me more (laughs) now before we go too over the top with this um, it's fairly simple however what I am enjoying is making soups you know because I love veg and I'm a pescatarian, so I'm not eating meat. And also my partner, you know, he has this little allotment and he's growing all sorts of 
veg and stuff. And we we actually had an unexpected harvest at the weekend of vegetables that he didn't know were still lurking in the ground. And as we got them out, yeah, we saw there were some uh, leeks, there were some potatoes, there were some Swiss chard. And I had the idea that I would make what I'm now going to dub an unexpected vegetable crop soup. Wow. So I think this will become some kind of like winter tradition. And so basically, I cultivated this wonderful soup, or at least in my opinion, that was comprised of all of this veg that we just didn't know was growing still in our garden. And it felt Amazing. good. <laughs> but all joking aside, I am getting pleasure out of making warm food, you know, like soup. <laughs> and um, yeah, there's something really nice about feeling the warmth of that in your body on a cold day and knowing that the stuff's come from the garden and you know that process and I'm sure you can relate to this more than I can really because you're more of an avid cook than me yeah no and I still want to acknowledge which is amazing <laughs> that's great <laughs> achievement thanks Regina. I feel seen I'm happy <laughs> That's really, really lovely. No, I know that. Yeah. It's beautiful, right? You can see the the nourishment part of it. Like yeah. The part. Yeah. yeah the you really can. And actually, just this moment, actually, you know, sharing something a bit lighthearted as we have. I'm noticing throughout the course of this podcast that some of beating the winter blues is just simply sharing time and sharing very simple human experiences and feeling the connection that comes from just, you know, everyday things and having a chit chat about them. Absolutely. And that's for me, when, when I associate with winter, yes, summer is very much about people going out, picnics, doing things outside. Whereas winter is really this time of coming in and first in towards ourselves, as you also said, the hibernation part, but not necessarily in a negative way, like withdrawing. But it's it's really like this courage to look inside, like what's what's going on and staying staying with ourselves and with the close people, uh, like friends and family. And I love those parts of just being the togetherness that we have talked of so so much about. So listeners, that feels like a lovely point to complete our podcast episode for today. We will indeed be posting a a poll about this topic because we are super interested to hear from you what is your preferred way of beating those winter blues do share your comments your ideas your wisdom so that we can all grow from really touching in on this wonderful topic Thank you for listening to this episode of Untaming Leadership. Are you a leader keen to share your take on leadership? Want to offer your organisation the chance to participate in one of our experiential conscious leadership programmes? We would love to hear from you. 